0: Welcome to half of encyclopedic Marvel journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel universe with a guest, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a person who is very snaky.
1: Hello, I'm Jack Snaflin. I'm very snaky.
0: Very snaky podcast
1: here.
0: Yes. Um. So today we are going to be talking about a dead snake person.
1: Oh. Oh, but. Is a person of snake who is dead or a person of dead
0: snake? A a, a dead person who is very snaky. Mm, sure. Who used to be very Ely. Ooh. Um, well, actually no, it was his his brother was Ely, I should oh. say. Yeah, sorry. Um I got the they they have very striking last name. Their last name is Strike, both of them. So but <laughs> they have very striking it. last name. But um but yeah, by the way, if you want to update on princess python i do so who are? uh has not come up in a lot but did show up in the uh in the 1995 uh limited series called ruins oh fun. um no it's not fun it's oh, not uh, fun uh, at all you know okay. how like marvels do you have you read marvels at all not really, no. I know, like, peripheral stuff about it, but that's But, I mean, it... you know, that's supposed to be, like, a celebration of superheroes and everything. This is supposed to be set in the uh, universe that is the complete opposite of it, where everything's dark and awful. Oh. um. So, she shows up in that, and you know how, like, donkey shows are a thing? Yeah. She does, like, a snake show. Oh, okay. In a traveling circus, where where it turns out that Johnny Blaze doesn't have the spirit of vengeance, he just sets himself on fire, then does motorcycle Jesus. tricks. No, that's not the worst part. That's the opposite of what I want
1: from a Jesse Blaze story,
0: honestly. So, if you're going to, um, so if you want to hear more uh, about that, uh, I do. We did a did a real long and exasperated story where. <sighs> We sigh a lot about how dark things are, but also the art is amazing in that book. Mm. Um, it's all hand painted. Uh, well, it's Ellen War. It's sorry, it's Warren Ellis. It's Warren Ellis. It's called Ruins. It's two issues. Um, but uh, but in limited theories, uh, if you look up Ruins, you'll have the two part series, and we talk about it in great detail. Oh man, this is gorgeous. The art is so gorgeous, but the like they imply they imply that Captain America, like, went to Vietnam and was a cannibal.
1: Hardcore. And this
0: was right before Nick Fury shot uh shot uh Gene Gray, who was a teen prostitute. Oof.
1: Oof. And then he shot Yikes.
0: himself. Yikes. In the head.
1: Uh listeners who aren't near a computer, imagine um imagine if the guys who did the Art for Kingdom Come did a Constantine book, kind that's what I'm seeing.
0: Well it's out well it's it's like people like copying kind of Alex's raw style but like in their own different way. it's so gorgeous. I would suggest reading it but not in a bad mood. Like sure. it's a very interesting universe that I would like to be visited again in Marvel mm-hmm. with out that 90s edge. like if it didn't Ooh. have the 90s edge like it's just about as edgy as a lot of stuff. It's just it just has a little bit more of the fascination with um more unsavory stuff. Sure.
1: So, like, give it to someone who's able to be delicate with it.
0: Yeah, and, you know, so I would I would, I would, would appreciate people, you know, maybe picking up that universe, but not as edgy.
1: Yeah. Um, quick sidebar, feel free to cut this if you want to, but um, while we're talking about comics that are worth looking into, uh, I'm reading Nailbiter right now, and it's really fun. Okay. Um, it's from Image, and there's a town in Oregon that has produced 16 serial killers, and no one knows why. Ooh. Yeah, and it's just this, like, like detective story about trying to figure out what the heck is happening, and there's a lot of really fun, wacky serial killers. Oh, that's cool. Like, um, like, mild trigger warning for, like, just, like, blood door murder kind of stuff, but, yeah, know, kind of the territory.
0: I feel like it should if it's about serial killers. Especially
1: yeah, like, if it's I'll, about
0: 16 kill serial yeah. killers. So far. So far, ooh. Ooh. Yeah. There could be an entire town of serial killers. Mm. Ooh,
1: yeah! Like there's a character in Volume Two who is like a pregnant woman who is trying to have her child in this town, so that in the hopes will become a serial killer so you can get famous. It's deeply messed up, and I love it. Anyway, but we're not talking about Velvet uh, right now. We're talking about but we're talking about
0: Viper One. Viper One. Yeah. So, um, so his name is. And by the way, it's just a guy in a green morph suit. You don't need... To, it's barely snaky. Oh, wow. So his name is Jordan Dixon, formerly Strike. Mm. And by the way, that is Strike with a Y.
1: Of <laughs> course. What else would it be?
0: So Occupation is Advertising Agent Executive, later Professional Criminal. Some would say was always Professional Criminal. He's since the United States with a criminal record, and his other alias was Jordan Strike. Um, his birthplace was unrevealed. His place of death was a roadside in Virginia. Oh, um, he first appeared. Oh, yeah, his known relative is Leopold Strike, who is the ill, and that's his brother, dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and his group affiliation is partner of Quinton Harderman, a later agent of the Cald Commander, and later member of the original Serpent Squad. You know, oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, who else was he going to be a part of? He's a snake in the Marvel universe. Um, he, he's
1: just inexplicably one of the uh, Avengers of, of L.A.
0: I mean that. I mean that is a thing that could happen, though. Like, it's true. like you could say, like I'm right now. I'm some. I'm gonna send out the thought waves. I want. There to be a face turn for Taskmaster, where he's mm-hmm. like, maybe not an Avenger or anything, but like, like maybe like, on the Secret Avengers or something like that. i sure. Because, um, like, the Taskmaster technically isn't a bad guy. He just follows whatever the money is. And it was revealed that oh, he was actually doing, he was actually mostly working for S.H.I.E.L.D. through, like, multiple shell companies. The majority sure. of the time. So a lot of the stuff he was doing that seemed bad actually was good for S.H.I.E.L.D. or technically good for America. Right. Which is some bad for a lot of other people, but but you know, you can, like, like have, like, have, like, just just have, like, uh...
1: Ha- have Sunspot, just to have him on-, on staff full-time or whatever. I really want that comic to be, like, a bunch of rich heroes trying to buy him in and is framed like those, like, like, Auction a date with a hot lady. Things that towns do. And it's really weird.
0: Well, I feel yeah that that. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> but, but like,
1: but like with a superhero instead of like weird gender politics.
0: But but like I feel like what you can do is you can get a bunch of the the mercenaries, the mercenaries, and like have have the ones that are more interesting become good guys for a while. Yeah, you know, make it are like they, a year or two, and then they can go back to being bad. Yeah, like and then they have to
1: be like be like actively choosing good things it's like on good mission like yeah sure the money's
0: good whatever and you know and like within that you can have a maybe realizing stuff about morality and that 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 really being a superhero is like a few lines down from like the fascistic uh, idea of the strong theory where only certain people can fix the world instead of groups <sighs> being a being a lefty and also a comic book fan like it's real hard sometimes it's real hard for a long time. <laughs> For a long time, I've wanted
1: there to be like a thing. I'm not sure it'd be like a like a a show or a comic, or whatever. Where like there's an assassin who basically only gets jobs through crowdfunding. So it's just a bunch of like marginalized communities like crowdfunding this assassin to take out I don't know corrupt leaders or whatever.
0: Well, there was a uh the the Christmas episode the Christmas uh, one, uh issue of Deadpool last year was a bunch of was a bunch of bad kids who pulled all their money together so Deadpool would kill Santa Claus. by the way um that uh, that issue is phenomenal it goes from like it it goes through the whole thing like first off he has like this whole big old fight with santa claus which is remarkably like bloody and agonizing to look at and then and then it turns out that roxon the reason why uh, the reason why santa hasn't been given out as much presents is because roxon basically bought off the uh all the elves with the promise of a fake union oh my god um and uh and they try to do this whole thing where uh they try to do this whole thing where um uh the corrupt union boss quote-unquote that's in roxon's uh pocket is gonna be like hey if you if you don't stop this deadpool i'm gonna shoot this random person and Deadpool's just like, bam, you're dead. Okay, cool. Let's get this over with. <laughs> like
1: Amazing.
0: It's so good. So, um, it's written by Scotty Young, so you know it's gonna be good. It's not drawn oh, by sure. the, it's not drawn by Scotty Young, but the artist for it is Mwah. it's the mm, sure, volume sure. before the one that's currently going out, where he's the king of monsters. On sure. on, on Ellis Island. Mm, of yeah. course. It's real good. Uh, I need to, like, pick out
1: some Deadpool stuff. I mostly only know him from, like, peripheral pop culture stuff and the terrible movies.
0: Okay, 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 <laughs> okay, I'm gonna fight you. I'm gonna fight you.
1: Okay, fine. Come through the screen and make me think that uh, Ryan Reynolds has value as a person.
0: I will fight you as a
1: person.
0: I will make... Like, it is those, like... Are they the best movies? No, but they are remarkably better than a lot of the stuff, superhero stuff that came out for a long time. That's true. That's fair. I'll and love also, it. also, also, I like Ryan Reynolds as well. I mean, he's his his charm. He's he's charmed me. So
1: that's fair. I think I think my like annoyance with people's opinions about the Pokemon movie uh, is so strong that it is like infected my opinion of Ryan Reynolds as a person.
0: Yeah, which is probably not fair. It's it's not, but also at the same time, like if enough people say, if enough people I like, don't like say that something's good, even if I know it's good, I will automatically write it off and never watch it. So, <laughs> I'm I'm petty with stuff like that. So, I uh, it. he first appeared in Captain America, um, and the Falcon. They don't put that in there, but Captain America issue number 17, 157. Mm. um, and it does have a cover piece theater. Over peace theater. So to set the scene, we have the Falcon laying on the ground without his wings. And by the ground, I mean a rooftop, which is technically the ground of the roof. <laughs> if you think about it. Um, and Captain America is is like in a defensive uh, position, not putting his shield forward unless he's gonna like try to cut his head in half. That's more of an attack position than like a defensive position.
1: I mean cutting someone's head off is a very good defense against them if it works. It,
0: yeah, but like but like he's he's standing like he's about to like just like jam the shield into Viper's head. Hmm. Um which he which again, like good good defense. I just feel like that's not a good defense for the first issue whenever he's gonna be around. Until, uh, Captain America issue 180. Um, but, but yeah, Falcon is like leaping, leaping at, I mean, sorry, uh, Viper is leaping at, uh, uh Captain America, who's about to like split his skull in half with his shield. <laughs> and he's saying,
1: I took care of your buddy, Shield Singer, and here's where you get yours!
0: And Captain America's just like, and here's where you get yours! And he, his skull gets split in half. Because that's, that that's the only thing, that has to be an attack position, right? Like, it's, he's, like, it's, he seems to be getting, like, momentum from his waist, so he can, like, just really just get him.
1: He might have been running towards Falcon, and, like, he's just, he's just turning, and this is, like, a, a, a shock reaction, he doesn't have, like, a plan, It's not, like, an attack or defense, just him going, oh, suddenly a viper, suddenly a guy in a morph suit. Why does this keep happening to me when I'm, you know, on the job?
0: He's supposed to have superhuman reflexes. I mean, not superhuman reflexes, but like peak reflexes. So, mm. and Viper doesn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, Viper has no power, right? He's
0: just a guy. He's a guy. <laughs> so, like, Captain America should be like, "Bunk!" Like, you think that would be his first thing? His weapon is a shield. It should right. be muscle reflex. Oh, I hear a noise over here. Shield. Right. Right.
1: Right. Also, I love guys who are, like, just a guy They had no noteworthy powers or skill or super strength or whatever, trying to fight Captain America. Like, this will go well for me.
0: Well, the th- okay, so the thing that I love about Civil War, the the Civil War, uh, Captain America Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, not the not the second Civil War that we're about to go through. Um, <laughs> God, right? Yeah. Um, the thing that I love about it is, like, the, the, in the very first scene. Um, the foley work in that is amazing because it shows how like powerful Captain America is on a human to human base instead of standing beside literal god, a literal mm-hmm. god. Um, but like he, one of the first things he does is he lands on that ship and just Spartan kicks a guy in the chest, and they, the foley work on that makes me feel sad for the guy because it sounded like his like ribs almost caved in, and then he hits the side of the boat and flips over the edge.
1: Yeah. Uh it's amazing how much that little bit of sound is like a really important part of making you feel this this fight scene.
0: Yeah, and and also like there's that later part where he has his shield and like he's just running through drywall like things just yeah! like, <clears throat> like he's a very powerful person if you're a human. Mm-hmm. The thing is they don't put him up against a lot of humans and, unless he's in his own movie. Mhm. But
1: uh-huh. As, in, as in, like, speaking of fully working in fight scenes, um, one of my favorite things about and Tiger, Hidden Dragon is how it has, like, that beautiful, like, whoosh sound effect whenever, like, they're doing cheese. And that's the only thing you need to, like, know that they're, you know, using magic or whatever. It's really, like, just subtle. And it's like like, probably five minutes to put it in.
0: Yeah. You know, that, that, that small detail. Like, like that first scene is seared into my head because I'm just like, that guy drowned. Captain America killed a person. He's like, super right killed thing. a person. He yeah. super ki- like not only did he Spartan kick with, like, <laughs> Spartan kick someone in the chest, they're clearly out of breath, and they're going to go into the ocean that's clearly rough. Right. In the ocean, at night, uh,
1: f- probably very far from land, that guy is super dead.
0: Like, Cap, Cap just—I stri- I mean, Cap also is—Cap's not also, like, Superman, where it's just like, I can't kill. Like, Cap is okay with killing people, if there's a reason.
1: Right, <laughs> like, he'd probably prefer not to, but if they're in a fight, they're in a fight.
0: No, like, he, he will kill a person if he has to.
1: Quick sidebar, if anybody's interested in hearing about what it's like to be, uh, like, to go into the drink in a fight and then be stranded in the water, I'm working on a podcast about that right now. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah. So, but yeah, it's a pretty dynamic cover. I think I'd. I think I'd probably buy it off of the spinner rack. Yeah, I'd be like, Oh, All what's out. going on? Yeah, it's you a know? great composition. I like the lines. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty good cover. Um, Sal Buscema did the cover, so it's gonna be good majority of the time. Yeah, and this came out uh in uh January nineteen seventy three. Um, Vindi, Vindivici, Viper. And on the cover, it says, Vengeance cries the Viper. I, I would prefer if he was just, if it was just a big, a big balloon and it just almost covered the thing. It's just like, Vengeance! Like, just covering the, the, the title. It was just all about vengeance. Because he is the, he, he is crying vengeance. Yeah, so Jordan Strike was the brother of Leopold Strike, who became the notorious costume criminal known as the original Ill. By the way, it wasn't the, he wasn't the original ill, it was the ill. And that's E-E-L. Um, when Jordan Strike went into advertising business, he legally changed his last name to Dixon to avoid association with his brother's criminal reputation. Dixon spent years plating advertising campaigns for children's toys and other uh, products. He and a man named Quinton Harderman became uh, partners in an advertising agency. Dixon believed that through his marketing ability, he was able to make, he was making fortunes for his clients while himself labored in relative obscurity for far less financial gain. Yeah, that's called capitalism, dude.
1: Yeah, does that work?
0: You should have been, you should have been advertising socialism, or my my uh, personal favorite, um, anarcho syndicalism That's a little harder to advertise for.
1: Yeah, but also, like, that means you have more to do. Like, there's. It's really bad, like, being a marketing person where there's, like, only one product you're selling. So, like, if something's more complicated, you can have more fun with it.
0: Yeah. You could sell toys, uh. saying, like, hey, workers have rights and we should overthrow our capitalist overlords and, you know, seize the means of reduction.
1: There's a union in my boot.
0: Hey, kids, don't you remember when all those union people got killed because they won an eight hour work week?
1: Yeah. that's a that's a sad action figure
0: <laughs> just a real real sad one you just have Pinkertons Pinkertons looking very evil and devilish well you have like the Chad like the Chad worker <laughs> the okay, Virgin like, Pinkerton the Chad worker
1: <laughs> okay but imagine like a marketing exec being like okay i got the Pinkertons the Greenertons the Bluertons, the Redertons
0: they have like a whole line yeah, and all of them are bad in different, all ways, bad, yeah. in different ways. In different ways. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Pinkertons are actually uh, Pinkertons are uh, are supposed to represent the uh, other side of police work, which uh, beginnings of police uh, officers, which was to squash unions. The, the first side was slave catching. Also, in
1: fact, really, the Pinkertons are. You can still technically be a Pinkerton like that. You could put that in your resume as like, yes, I was a Pinkerton recently.
0: Yeah, I think they do. I think they do uh they do personal security now, I think.
1: <laughs> what a wild thing to do.
0: Well, here's the, here's the problem. He he prided himself in selling pro- products he considered as worthless so successfully to the public and he regarded the American public with contempt, believing them uh, to believe any lie spread through mass media as if it was if it was crafted uh, convincingly enough. Hey, I have a Garfield quote for you. You are not immune to propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> this this is this is what happens whenever you get like someone who thinks they're too smart. Like this type of person would join a cult. Like oh, yeah. in a second. Like it's just no one's immune to propaganda. We all have something that hits our hits our, you know, brains a certain way and it will convince us of just about anything.
1: Yeah, so just make sure that whatever you're getting propagandized is something that's actually like worth pursuing.
0: Uh, maybe, uh, look up some, uh, left propaganda where we, the, you know, you know, it's, maybe, 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 uh, look up some anarch, maybe look up what anarchy actually is. Mm. Yeah. You know? Um,
1: but, but yes, i think you could very easily, like love bomb Jordan Dixon. I seem like it would go really well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think I would willingly be love bombed if it meant that I would get positive touch. It's been months. Yeah. <laughs> God. I I just want a hug, maybe a cuddle, <laughs> like not. It's just platonic. It Could be completely platonic. I don't need much, right? Yeah, you know, just give me a hug and let me let me cry a little bit, uh, and then you know, you want to join the cult for like an afternoon? Yeah, I want to join a cult for an afternoon. You know,
1: yeah. I don't know the like the serpent squad that well. How how much of a cult were they?
0: Not really. Mm, they're okay. more like a they're like a business slash. They're kind of like a business slash terrorist organization. Like, mm-hmm. they had, like, a black market thing going on, where, like, you can, like, mercenary stuff. And they also worked with rocks on a lot. Oh, sure, uh, sure, okay. Now, there were the Extremely Racist Serpents... Serpent Society. No, 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 what was it called? Serpent something. There was a serp... There was a ring that was basically just white-wing supremacist... Uh, white supremacist terrorists. Mm. They, they mostly worked with, uh, hating not, non-whites, uh, <laughs> prof, but, but yeah. Um, so, so Harderman and Dixon apparently both involved in corrupt activities over the years. Again, you're part of an advertising company. Um, it is not known whether Dixon decided to emulate his brother becoming costume criminal, but he spent years in developing the venoms he intended to use as weapons while he continued advertising work. How, did he go to school for chemistry or something or about? Yeah, he could have, Like he, like self-taught, you know. I mean, he could be self-taught. I mean, you know what? He's an executive. He he probably doesn't have to do a lot of work.
1: He's like, "Yes, definitely going to have those quarterly reports on your desk." Loads up evilchemistry. I don't know. Um evilcreature chem- videos. Yeah, like creature videos on how to be a supervillain.
0: Yeah. You can just watch the, you could just watch one of them where they Where they ask, what is art? And it's like, anything of value. God. Yeah. Uh, Finally, Dixon assumed the costume identity of the original Viper. Uh, He first clashed with the costume crime fighters when he became an agent mastermind. He first clashed with costume crime fighters when he became an agent of the criminal mastermind known as the Cowled Commander. For whom his brother also worked with. Uh, on the Calum Commander's behalf, the Viper battled both Captain America and the Falcon, but Cap ultimately overcame the Viper, who was sent to prison. The Cobra helped Earl and Viper uh, escape prison, whereupon they joined the new criminal team the Cobra founded, the original Serpent Squad. Uh, seeking vengeance, the Viper telephoned Quentin Hardiman and Asked him to start a mass media campaign of character assassination against Captain America. Uh that's how you do it. Yeah. Like, no, that's how you do it. Like Yeah, that's exactly how you do it. No, you don't you you don't win you don't win like against bad guys nowadays with fists. You win against you win against them in the court of public opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm here for evil marketing exec uh as a Captain America film. That sounds great.
0: No, that's great, like it's just like, oh, Captain America is beating up this evil, uh, is beating up this poor person Ooh. who is telling the truth about how violent he is and bad for the American people. <laughs> like, it's hard to fight against that, right? right. So, and here's the other thing, uh, like, actually, I'm gonna add that in point two of how to be a better villain. Uh, first off, move to the Midwest, which is number one, there's a lot of pockets of wealth in the Midwest. And oftentimes, there's a very small police station and almost no superheroes. So you could take over a town and pretty much have your own little fiefdom as long as you're quiet enough.
1: Yeah. And like, just don't get greedy. Just stop at, I don't know, Carmel or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. just don't get greedy. That's it. Just don't get greedy. Um, and second off, uh, if, if you have the time and money, become a market executive and start, uh, smear campaigns against your, uh, against, uh, superheroes.
1: Heck, like, like start that from the ground running. Like, as you're getting going, make sure you have, like, the marketing stuff prepared. So like, marketing stuff takes a little while, but if you have it, like, in the can, you just, like, start releasing it yeah. uh, like day-to-day.
0: Yeah, there's, I mean, right now, right now, there are people who believe that a virus that's killed over almost 2 million people worldwide doesn't exist. And that's because of really good marketing. Yeah. So, you can convince people of anything. I mean, he was kind of right, honestly. I mean, but, but he, but he's an asshole for not believing that he's immune to, and p- for believing he's immune to propaganda because you're not. Right. Everyone has everyone has a thing that hits their brain the right way. Everyone mm. does. Yeah, but the mass uh, media campaign against Captain America, which he initiated, continued under the auspices of Hardiman, who now serve the subversive organization called the Secret Empire. Which again, I will remind you, Captain America burst into the Oval Office when Nixon was there, and be like, "Hey, you're part of the Secret Empire," and not too subtly, Nixon shot himself in the head. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. So the Captain America ultimately thwarted the Secret Empire's attempt to uh, control the United States. And Hardeman's Slanders against him were exposed as a part of a secret empire plot. Hmm. Again, there's still people who probably believe that he's very bad in the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: there's absolutely someone who, like, missed that one part of it. They're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's all this stuff.
0: Uh, the Viper was transported one night by U.S. Marshals in Virginia towards Washington, D.C., where he was to testify before a grand jury. And congressional subcommittees about his connections with Hardiman. Uh, on the way, uh, Viper, the car that Viper was uh, riding in, was attacked by Madam Hydra, the former leader of a former leader of the organization Hydra, and she killed the marshals and told Viper that she intended to wage a terrorist campaign against the, against society under the name of Viper, realizing that she was planning on to kill him planning on killing him uh the viper desperately suggested that he could change his own alias but to no afl oh my god oh my god okay i have i have to read this last sentence i just so Madame hydra shot the viper dead and stripped the corpse of his uh of his costume for which for which for unknown reasons the marshals allowed him to wear (laughs) um and then from then on, Madame Hydra was known as the Viper, who we did talk about in the Book of the Living. She was the Viper 2, a.k.a. Madame Hydra.
1: Also, respect for a guy whose marketing was so good that someone stole his brand.
0: Yeah, like, like respect? I mean, honestly? No, he, he did the right thing. Yeah. If Harderman wasn't such a dumbass with the whole being in Secret Empire and letting people know about it, like... Probably yeah. would have gotten away with a lot.
1: Yeah, this guy like could have had a long career as being kind of the the, the hype man for various supervillains. Yeah, um, like imagine imagine uh, like Latveria having a propaganda department. Remember the Viper? He already has a green thing on lock.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much the same shade as um, Doctor Doom's outfit. So yeah, yeah. So um, he's five eleven, weighs one seventy. We don't know about his eyes or hair. Um. He has, he do, you know, he does a lot of exercise. Sure. No superhuman powers. And, uh, he hurled darts tipped with lethal poisons, and he wore razor sharp fangs on his right wrist, which were probably also not very, not very viper like, I'm just gonna say.
1: Not really. I mean, I get it. He's kind of trying to have a poison thing going on, but.
0: And to be fair, like, the later. Serpent society people, like they were actually genetically mutated to have more snake stuff going on, of course,
1: also wait hang on, he has a blowgun thing with his his outfit has no mouth
0: no no, no, it' was on his uh i'm not gonna i'm not go- I don't know, I can't no prize it
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's it. He has a very low level superpower that he can create like a very small gust of wind five feet from his face.
0: I mean, that's a power I have. God damn it! He could blow out of his mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> While well, his mouth is covered, though.
0: Ooh. I mean, sh- okay, sure. <laughs> um. Uh. So, I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Is he still dead? Are they still, still dead? dead?
1: Hmm. You should talk about the eel being this bigger guy. So I feel like of the two of them, the eel is, n- is not so dead, but uh, Dixon is.
0: Yeah, he's he's dead. Like Madame Hydra is just like I'm taking your brand, I'm taking your clothing. Also, I'm I used to be a Nazi. That she just added that at the end. There's I'm Madame Nazi lady. But yeah, that's it. Okay, well you have to plug.
1: Um. Well. I think I mentioned this a little earlier. Uh, I'm half of Gratuitous Pausing. We are a movie bracket podcast, and currently we are working on a Movies in a Boat uh, thing. Uh, I think when this comes out, we'll probably be in round two, so we'll probably be talking about, uh, I don't know, I'm guessing it's Hotel Transylvania versus Titanic at this point. You know, those two very top level movies.
0: Wait, is it the first? No, wait. Oh, it has sorry. to be like um, the second one, right? No, yeah.
1: Ho- sorry, Hotel Transylvania three versus Titanic.
0: Three, okay, okay. Yeah, because the first one was set in a hotel. <laughs> yeah, sorry, the, it's in the title.
1: Yeah, this is Hotel Transylvania three: The Search for Atlantis.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Do you think you would have a? Have you ever done a bracket where it is? um... Mid tier movies from the 2000s featuring middle aged white guys acting like badasses in strange, preve- prese- in strange professions.
1: No, that does sound fun.
0: <laughs> because, like, I mean, because, okay, so one of them, and I know this is one of them, and we talked about Lord of War. So, you know, you yeah. have like the armed dealer. I don't know if you can get eight out of this. You probably can. There's plenty of like middle aged white guys. There's like unconventional action heroes. Mm mm-hmm. Well, we had talked about doing a like
1: professions bracket, so having like you know the the highest um highest grossing fireman movie, highest grossing plumber movie, highest grossing lawyer movie, and then trying to bring on like someone from that profession to be on the episode and talk about like how well or poorly they portray firemen or lawyers or whatever.
0: Ooh, yeah. Oh, what's the like the highest grossing fireman movie? It'd probably be like what like Backdraft or yeah, I don't know. Or what uh, was that Christian movie? What was that one Christian movie about the fireman? Oh,
1: um. I think, I don't know. I was like
0: pulling a job out of my hat. Yeah. No, but like, I'm trying to think of the best, the highest grossing Fireman movie. I don't think there's a lot of Fireman movies. Like, there have been shows. I don't think there's been a lot of Fireman movies.
1: Google search is showing me that um, Collateral Damage from 2000 is uh, the movie.
0: I don't remember. I don't remember. I've heard of it. Like, I think it was like one of those movies dads really liked.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Oh, I think you're thinking of fireproof as being the uh, Christian. Fireproof, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Cameron.
0: Um, So yeah, my my uh, extra things I do is uh, limited theories, where I talk about mostly limited Marvel series issue by issue with my friend Rob. I also have a podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in some other detail, and I also have another podcast called um, Over Endsmith, where I in uh, a guest or two riff on H.P. Lovecraft story while I read it. And then I also really like release like an audiobook as long as it doesn't sound like white, uh, white supremacist propaganda. Um, so far, only one story has fit that. I had to make that rule very last second. <laughs> <laughs> so so this, has been, this has been Alphabet Flight and Justice is Served. Good night.